friends. Welcome to the Ones Who Dared podcast, where stories of courage are elevated. I'm your host, Vekka, and every other week you'll hear interviews from inspiring people. My hope is that you will leave encouraged. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, friends. My name is Vekka, and I'm the host of the Once We Dare podcast. This episode's going to be a little bit different as I'm doing a solo episode, sharing a little bit of my heart and um, what I've been up to in the last couple years. I'm titling this episode, Why Am I Here? and The Inciting Incident. Robert McKee, who's a master storyteller, says that inciting incident is, as a story begins, the protagonist is living a life that's more or less in balance. And then an event occurs that radically upsets that balance. For me, the inciting incident was the passing of my mom. And prior to that, I had no real desire to learn the stories of my people, of where um, they came from, the communist USSR, and really just besides being distracted and busy with life of growing a young family, growing a business, I didn't really care to look back at the past. Rather, I was trying to build a future. And it was on her funeral that I made a decision to learn the stories of my mother and learn the stories of my grandmother, which really took me into a deep dive of the history of communist USSR. And what I discovered was far more than I imagined. I discovered heroes of faith who stood firm in their faith in God, even when it was illegal, even when it was counterculture, and even when it had dire consequences. I remember reading my grandmother's letter for the first time that she left me prior to her passing. But I never read that letter until after my mom's passing when I decided to dig up the stories. And I froze as I read that my grandmother and I stood on the same train station in Cologne, Germany, just 77 years apart. I vividly remember my luxurious trip with my husband. We were traveling from Cologne, Germany to Paris as our next business destination. And I remember just standing there and snapping a quick photo of the sunrise. And I remember how grateful I felt in that moment. I was thinking about the experience that we had, the time that we shared. I was thinking about all the dreams and opportunities in that city. I was thinking about the luxurious treatment that we received, such as a four-star hotel that our vendors paid for, facing the Cologne Cathedral, an all-you-can-eat-and-drink VIP lounge that would similarly resemble something like American Express today. And I just remembered feeling really grateful and thinking about what a wonderful experience we shared in this beautiful city. But you see, my grandmother's experience was very different from mine. She was stepping out of a filthy cattle train as a 16-year-old slave, forced to unload by the armed Nazis with dogs. She was starving. She didn't know what her future held. I could just imagine, like what must have went through her head as a 16-year-old being taken away from your home 
and having no idea what is going to be done to you. Are you going to be shot? Are you going to be, you know, what is going to happen to you? And um, it just, to me, was mind-boggling. I thought about my kids and imagined if there was a territory in our place that was taken over by a foreign country and they forced our children to be shipped to a foreign country for the purpose of economic growth, working for a dictator. Like, that really unraveled me. And I was thinking about the contrast of our lives and began questioning, like, who was I to deserve to have these luxury experiences while my grandmother was a slave, starving and treated as a subhuman, becoming one out of three to five million Eastern European workers who were taken as slaves? Or what about the fact that, even to this day, I can freely walk into a church with coffee in hand, talking to friends, sitting in comfy seats, and really having worshiping a religion of my choice without having restrictions on me by my local government or by federal government. While my grandmother was arrested in her home for reading a faith-based book, and she was tortured for nine months in different prisons by different torture tactics, um, by the NKVD, who were later known as KGB. Because what they wanted her to do was for her to betray her friends, become an atheist communist, and deny her faith, and adhere to communist ideals. And because she refused to do all of those things, she was sentenced as an American spy conspiring against her government, becoming the enemy of the state under Section 5810 and 5811. She was viewed as a subhuman again, except this time in her own country under Soviet Union, under Stalin's rule. I can't even imagine how one person can endure so much pain, betrayal, and trauma. While I sit in my home, I actually have the same book that my grandmother was arrested for, except the English version of that book by Marie Corelli, who happened to be Winston Churchill's favorite author. Like, I can't even imagine sitting in my house and having that book in the library when the local authorities come in and arrest me because I have something in my possession that is anti-government approved. Like, how crazy is that? Or what about my mom, who was born in the year of 1958 when Nikita Khrushchev came to power and launched his vigorous anti-religious campaign? And he announced on public television that he was going to eradicate any person of faith and he was going to show the country the last Christian standing because he did not want anyone to believe in anything other than atheist communist ideals. But you know what was amazing is that my grandmother not once feared what man can do to her. Rather, she feared God above all else. And when she got out of the gulag, she didn't hide under a rock like I probably would think would be a good idea to lay low and lay undercover so that you're no longer tortured by your government who's oppressive. But instead, she actually opened up an underground church after she was married. And my mom grew up in an underground church. And so my grandmother continued to live her faith boldly, as did my mom. They were constantly watched by the KGB. They had ears and eyes constantly on them. But they didn't give up in what they believed just because it was anti-cultural or it was against the rules and laws of the government that contradicted their belief systems. And my mom was interrogated by the KGB as well 
for suspicion of gathering with other believers. She was brave just like her mom, and she did not give them the information that they were seeking. You know, I could have been born in the time that my grandmother was born or the time that my mother was born, but I'm living here today with the courageous backdrop of these women who came before me. I wanted to compile these stories just for me and my family. But the more that I interviewed people who were in gulags, the more that my faith grew, and the more that I shared that with my friends and family, the more they were like, there is no way that you can or should be keeping these stories within your family. Like, this is the story that needs to be out in the world. And I began writing these stories and compiling these stories and interviewing people and speaking in schools in places that may not have heard of communist beliefs and persecution of people for their faith. And it was incredible the response that I got. And so in some ways, that inciting incident led me to the history and heritage of my people. And I think we need to learn the stories of our past. Because if my grandmother was tortured by different evil tactics, including the electric chair, including the evil and vicious ways that they wanted her to just give up her will. And if she didn't give in, then maybe I and you can live our courageous story in whatever that means for us. So I guess in some ways, I'm here to share their stories of courage. You know, I like to believe that we have a lot more in common as humans than we think. I bet if you talk to your neighbor, you'd find out that you both are doing the best you can living this life with what you know how. And I wanted to end this episode with reading a few of my thoughts that I wrote. And sometimes I share this in schools. It's called, Who Am I? I am the first generation in my family line who was given the freedom to express her faith without the fear of being persecuted. I am the benefactor of the brave American army liberating my grandmother from labor camp in Germany on April 17, 1945. I get to have the hard-fought faith that was passed on to me from the choices of that same grandmother who decided to stay true to her faith and not bow to the communist ideals, even during the cruel months of the interrogation by the KGB not giving up on her faith, even in the harsh Siberian gulag. I am the benefactor of a mother who not only instilled in me to pray for my enemies and love all people, but also a mother who picked up her bags, her family, and left everything she knew behind in order to give me and my siblings a better opportunity than the one she had growing up in the communist country. I am the benefactor because someone that I never met and may never meet petitioned for families like mine to have freedom and the right to religious expression. I'm the benefactor of the brave men and women who came before me, who have died and suffered for the freedom that I get to have today. This freedom I did nothing to earn, but it was given to me. It is the freedom and the faith that I hope to pass on to my children and maybe one day their children. And I ask myself almost daily, what do I do with this? I'm blessed to be a blessing, and this privilege comes with responsibility. Currently, I'm doing the only thing that I know to do now, 
and that is to share the stories of those who came before me and who have lived in a time of persecution for their faith under communist rule, who have looked fear in the face and did not bow to it, who had the courage that seemed supernatural, but they were just ordinary women who made extraordinary and brave selfless choices. I am who I am because of the women who came before me. I want to thank you guys for all the encouraging DMs, text messages, and for sharing this podcast with other people that may give courage to those who need it and hope where it may be needed. I'm writing this book for a publication this time. I finished my book proposal and I'm excited to find an agent that will believe in the story and believe as much as I do that this story needs to be heard in the world. And so thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ones Who Dare podcast. It is an honor to share these encouraging stories with you. If you enjoy the show, I would love for you to tell your friends, leave us a review or rating, and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts because this helps others discover the show. You can find me on my website, svetka.com.